the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're cracking your identity code from God's Word next here on Times of Refreshing. So who are you? What is your identity? Well, God's Word has an awful lot to say about that, especially if you are a believer in Christ. Here in 1 Peter chapter 2 is where we catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. To understand who your identity really is in Christ, you need to understand that you've been chosen by God. And that's where we begin. Cracking the Identity Code with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing from the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Once again, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. There's no way that you can crack the identity code without first realizing that you have been chosen by God. And so tonight I want to talk to you guys about cracking the identity code. You know, right now there's an assault on manhood that's going on in the world. The devil is busy trying to redefine what a man is, who a man is, what manhood is all about, what life is all about. There's no way that we can truly become secure in our identity, truly become all that God wants us to become and be transformed by God if we don't realize that We don't define our identity. God defines our identity. He's our creator. He's our maker. He breathed life into us. Before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. He formed you. He fashioned you. He gave you everything that you need to be successful, to go forth and to show forth his praises and to glorify him within the earth. He's not just making you. I think it's important that we realize that he's not just making us, that he, he already knew us. He knew what color you would be. He knew the talents and the giftings that he would place inside of you. Before you were in your mother's womb, he mapped out purpose and destiny. You're not here by surprise. Me and brother Carl, what's Carl like? We were talking about, he, he, he knows he, he's not here by surprise. We're talking about it. Amazing how God just puts things together. He orchestrates. He navigates. He's behind the scenes. And we, even when you think that things won't turn out, he makes them turn out. He, he shuts a door. He closes a door. He makes a way out of no way. Why? Because he has purpose and destiny for your life. There's something that he has. And even if he's got to it, and brother, and and I love it, Minister Otis would tell you, even if he's got a, where's Minister Otis at? Even if he got to lock you up for a season, he'll get you back on the straight and narrow and get you right where he wants you. And then turn around and thrust you into your purpose and destiny. It's amazing that Minister Otis, he's working full time at church right now. 
with his testimony. Somebody say God. God. It's just God. Because, because at the end of the day, you didn't choose him, but he chose you. Look at your neighbor and tell him he chose you. Come on, look at the other guy. Tell him he chose. Look him in the eye. Mean it, guys. He chose you. Now, listen, men, he didn't, cho- he didn't choose you because you had it all together. He didn't choose you because you were perfect. He didn't choose you because, because there was something that was good in you. He didn't choose you because he just thought that he could use you. He chose you, and I think we all have to realize this. He chose us because he loved us. And he foreknew us. And he had purpose for us and destiny for us. And ultimately, all of us have to get back to the place where we're not looking for identity from what the ladies tell us. What our bosses tell us. What our vocation tells us. What our bank account tells us. What the culture tells us. We find out who we are by focusing on what God tells us. He defines us. And he does it because ultimately he chose us. Second, well, first Peter chapter two is great. Because it says here in verse nine, and this is a scripture that I talk about often when I deal with this particular subject, because it's it's really so it's really so fitting. It says here in verse 9. He says, but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people. But now, he says, but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained, he says, mercy. He says, but you are. And I think this is, in, this is important. He says, you are a chosen generation. This word chosen in, this, in, this, uh, in, the, in the Greek here is a great word. I love this. It means that he says that you are holy, you're set apart. You're sanctified, this word chosen, in the Greek it means consecrated. It means that you're a saint. It has a common root, which means chaste, pure. Now watch this, fellas. Its fundamental idea is separation. Somebody say separation. Is separation. The fundamental idea. When God says, he says, but you are a chosen generation. He's saying the fundamental idea of this Greek word is that I have been separated. The problem that we have is, is because of insecurity, because of a desire to be pleasing to the world, or, or and, and I'll just say it again, because of our insecurities and our lack of understanding of our identity, Instead of us remaining separate and separated for God's purpose, we compromise our identity for the sake of fitting in with people. That we might feel comfortable. 
that we might feel accepted. But the key key here is realizing that if I have been chosen by God, God has separated me, he sanctified me, and in this, I'm finding out who I am in him and because of him. Because let me say this to you, men. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter how people view you. What's going to matter is how God views you. But it says to be, but this idea is separation. It is consecration. You're chosen. You have been separated. You have been consecrated. It says devotion to the service of deity, sharing in God's purity, and abstaining from earth's defilements. You're in the world, man, but you're not of the world. God has separated you apart for himself. He set you apart for himself. Why? Because he chose you. And he's helping you to find out who you are in him. You can't do both. You can't have both. And what happens for me and a lot of times, we're trying to do both. At some point in time, you got to make up your mind and you got to say, I'm going to be everything that God has ordained for my life. I am done trying to fit in with everybody else. And separation, it is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. There's peace in separation. There's joy in separation. And there's the sense of security in separation. And I think for all of us, sometimes we... We don't get this, excuse me, really in our hearts that separation, and I like this, separation should be worn as a badge of honor. World can't have me. World can't have me. Devil, you can't have me. Can't touch me. Culture, you can't have me. You can't touch me. Why? Because I'm chosen, I'm separated. I'm separate. Doesn't mean I think I'm better than you. Doesn't mean that I'm prideful. It just means I know who I am and I know who my father is. I'm not struggling to find that out. I know that. And this is how I'm going to live. I can't. No. I can't get involved with you, girl. I can't get involved with you. I love God too much for you. And I'm married. Can I can I bring it home? And I'm married with four kids. I can't run with you. Is the devil going to tempt you? Yeah. Is the devil going to try you? Yes. Is the lady going to pressure you? Yes. Is she going to give you the googly eye? Guys that don't know who they are. Guys that aren't secure in who they are. They give in. To their selfish desires, their earthly desires, not realizing that, wait a minute, I am a chosen generation. I have been set apart, consecrated, set apart for God's use. And God loved me enough that he set me apart. He consecrated me. He said, you belong to me. You're here. The world can't have you. The devil can't have you. And this is one of the big things that happens with men. They lose sight of their identity, and they haven't cracked the identity code. And it's because of that, they're behaving like mere men and behaving like people that they shouldn't be behaving like. And I'm not just talking about people in the world. I'm talking about people in the church. At some point in time as men, we have to stop and say, you know, that's not me. That's not who Jesus died to be, have me to become. That's not who I am. That's not what I was predestined to be. And that's not who God called me to be. 
I have been separated. I have been consecrated. Hagios. I've been separated, consecrated, and I've been set apart holy for God's purposes. And that's who I am. I'm different. I'm going to be different. I'm going to walk different. I'm going to talk different. I'm going to do my business different. I'm going to conduct my affairs different. But why? Because I've been chosen. That he handpicked me. And he pulled me out of my miry clay. And this is the way I'm going to conduct my affairs. But what happens with men, we, because we're in this state of confusion of concerning who we are, we just give in to anything that the devil offers. <laughs> Jesus was in, the, was in the wilderness being tempted. Tempted. It's amazing when you read the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness and and the devil constantly said to them to him. If you be the son of God. Why don't you do this? If you be the son of God. Then why don't you do this? If you be the son of God. It's amazing how many times the enemy the enemy was trying to get him confused concerning his identity. Because if I can get you confused concerning your identity, then you can give, you'll give in to my, my desires and my temptations. And it's always been amazing to me that when you look at Jesus' response to those temptations, knowing that he was the chosen one, it's amazing how he never, he never got into a banter with the devil about his identity. He answered the question by releasing or refuted the question by releasing a scripture. And for all of us, it's the same thing. If the devil can get you confused concerning who you are, then you're going, you're already going in the wrong direction. And he's going to try you with this. He's going to try all of us with this. But our heart has to be, I know who I am. I know that I am chosen, and as a result of that, knowing that I'm chosen means that I'm consecrated, set apart, set apart for his use, and it doesn't matter what the devil's, I know who I am. I know exactly who I am. I know, like, like Ken was saying, I know I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm not the sick of the Lord. No, I don't have cancer. The devil's a lie. He's lying. He's lying. Brother Davis, and yes, you're going to live. The devil's lying. There has to be something in you that you know who you are. And it causes you not to compromise when you know exactly who you are. But as men, we get into this thing. Well, we start allowing the devil to convince us that we're somebody that we're not. Jesus, in, the, in this wilderness temptation, man, he just hit him with the book of Deuteronomy. Bam, bam, bam. The Bible says the devil left him for a season. Why? Because he knew who he was. There's no if. I know who I am. I'm not a cheater. I'm not a liar. I'm not in the streets. I'm not involved with this stuff. I'm not, that's not my style. That's not how I get down. That's not what I'm doing in life. Jesus died to separate me because he chose me. And all of us, it has to become something that we get. It's, listen, guys, let me say this to you. Don't play around with your faith you got to be aggressive in this thing can i have an amen y'all you got to be aggressive this is a fight the devil's going to try you and he's not going to try you with no ugly woman he's not going to try you with a terrible a terrible job decision and a this and that he's going to try you with something that looks good he's going to get you right where he knows where to try to hit you 
But we got to know who we are so we can hit him back. Can I have an amen? He says, you're chosen. He says, you're chosen. He says, but, but you are a chosen generation. He said, a royal priesthood. Somebody say royal priesthood. Everybody in this room is called to the priesthood. That means that our responsibility ultimately is to represent the Lord before man and then represent the man before man represent man before the Lord. And our job is to, and I love this. Our job is to stay in a place of servitude to the king at all times. Your life is a service, not just what you do at church. Why? Because I'm a priest of the most high God. I'm always wearing the priestly garments in the spirit. And I should be, just like we said, separated for God's use and service for everything that I do. I'm a priest of the most high God. That's what he said, a royal priesthood. He says, a royal priesthood. What we do is, and sometimes, and this is in church, man. The Bible says that we're not just a priesthood. It says that we are a royal priesthood. Royal. We don't have it in our minds that, man, I am the son of the king of the universe. I'm royalty. David, and I love it. it it's, it's a matter of royalty doesn't mean, listen, royalty just isn't in the garments you wear. It's the DNA that's in you. Ooh, don't get me preaching in here. I'm about to start preaching. It's the DNA that's in you. If the king is in you and you've been born again, you got royal blood that's pulsating through your veins. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Can I have an amen? Well, that's a mindset. We start to get this in our mind that, man, wait a minute. I'm not just some low-down sinner, dirty rat, dirty bag. Uh, what do you mean? You mean to tell me? That? No, he just said, he just said that you're a royal priesthood. I got to understand that about myself. When I go in for the job interview, I can lift my head up with confidence. It's in the king. The king sent me here. Here's my resume. Now, don't actually say that. But y'all know what I'm saying. You come in. We come in. We come in like peasants. Well, I'm just here, and, and I just don't know if you hire me. No, the devil's a lie. I'm here because the king sent me here. And I'm dressed right. I talk right. I'm acting right. I'm here. I'm professional. I'm here, and, and I'm the king's kid. Can I have an amen, y'all? I'm coming in here, and my expectation is, is the king, he'll open a door that no man can shut, and he'll shut a door that no man can open, and that he's the one that will make a way uh, out of no way, and he's the one that he sent me here. Here I am. I'm not being prideful. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I know who I am, and I know whose I am, and I know that I'm a royal priesthood, and that I have royalty in my, in my lineage the Bible says that I'm an heir of God and, the, and, the, and a joint heir with Christ. That I know who I am. But the guys, we don't act, we don't, we don't, we just act like we're just like the world. We're afraid of everything and, and we, we're, everything's, oh, I hope God, no, 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 God, God is God. And God is my father. And God will break me through. And God will see me through while I have some tough times. Yes. Am I going to get through it? You better believe that. Can I have an amen? 
Look at your neighbor and tell them you better ask somebody. When we start living like this, man, why? Because we're not having a identity crisis. We've cracked the identity code. I know who I am. I'm not confused. This is how we live our lives. This is how we begin to function in the earth. And this is the reason why God, he will continue to bless us because we realize I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a royal. And we got to start telling ourselves this. We come off of drugs. We come off the streets. We come out of stuff. And we're always looking back on who we used to be. And we're identifying ourselves. Now watch this. We're constantly identifying ourselves by our testimony. And we sing about it and we rap about it and we and 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 that stuff is good. We overcome by the word of our testimony. We thank God for how God brought us out. But when he brought you out, you're out. Now let me tell you who I am now. He brought me out, I'm out. Let me tell you who I am now. I want to talk about who I am now. I want to declare who I am now. I want to prophesy who I am now. I want to proclaim who I am now. I want people to know who I am now. This is who I used to be. Praise God, he brought me out of that. But who am I now? The devil's going to try to keep you where God found you. Don't let the devil keep you where God found you. If there's no use bragging about Egypt when, when you ride on the, foot, the footsteps of the promised land. We don't talk about Egypt, but if I'm on the footsteps of the promised land, when God's got me right here where he's trying to thrust me into the fullness of my purpose and I kept, keep kind of run here, I can't camp out around the cross. I got to go from the cross to the holy place. Then I got to go from the holy place into the, the holy of holies. I can't just stay out where the blood was shed, where he found me. Now I got to get in the tent. And then I got to go past the tent into the holy of holies where the glory is. But people want to camp out here. And God says, you're not there anymore, son. I pulled you out of this drugs in the streets. And you can testify a little bit about what I did, but what am I doing? A lot of people, they, they don't, the only thing they can identify with is where God found them. Because they haven't let God do anything on the other side. And they don't know what God is doing on the other side. But when you crack the code, you start realizing that, wait a minute, I'm a chosen person and that I am a royal priesthood. That God didn't just leave me where he found me. He's now bringing me into something different. You know what? No, I, I, I used to be a drug addict, but I'm far removed from that stuff. I used to do this. I used to do that. I'm far removed from that. Let's talk about, let's talk about where I'm at right now. Man, have you seen my family? Have you seen me? Let me testify about how God has called me to overcome and is teaching me how now to love like I've never loved anybody before in my life. Because I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. But some people can't, they can't get beyond where God found them. 
and get into where God has taken them. Amen. Get stuck. God can't use me, Pastor. Why? Why can't he use you? Because, you know, I messed up. And when you messed up, I messed up 30 years ago. Come on, brother. It's 30 years ago. Can't, can't, why can't God use God can't use me. Why can't God use you? He said you're a holy nation. He said that you're a chosen generation. Well, you know, I still got some things. Well, he called you when you was messed up. Let him, let him work on you. He's working on everybody. Let him work on you. But don't stay stuck where you're messed up. And you're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message, at 10.30 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. God bless.